0: Welcome back once again to another episode of So Talk to Me. Hi, with a question mark at the end. Uh, <laughs> hey, how's it going?
1: Um, uh, pretty good.
0: Samantha, I'm all right. Just all right. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. It's late, sort of. I mean, I guess it's it's later than than usual, I suppose. But uh, now, it, has it been a tiring day?
1: Um, well, I did my back workout this morning. Mm-hmm. Includes a lot of deadlifts.
2: Nice.
3: So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, so your legs got it too, then? Yeah, I mean, well, so the type of
1: deadlifts that I do on leg day are. Different. Oh, than. okay. So the the type that I do on leg day are like Russian no, maybe they're Romanian deadlifts. I don't remember what they are. Mm-hmm. Some R word. That has to do with a country. Um but like you don't put the bar all the way down. Okay. You I kind gotcha. of go like halfway down to your shin and then bring it back up and then okay yeah. so so you're working your hamstrings harder yeah like you're more targeting your hamstrings yeah whereas the uh, i think they're i think it's romanian deadlifts um the normal deadlifts where you have it all the way on the floor and you pick it up and put it all the way on the floor and pick it up that's more targeting the back mm-hmm. so yeah gotcha but it's tiring yeah <laughs> There's a lot
3: of weight mm-hmm. um, and a lot of reps.
0: I just got to say, I just got to stop you right there. How weird is it? Like, would you have imagined a year ago that we would be sitting
3: at the table talking about lifting weights?
1: Um, Like,
3: how weird is that?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I think I've been weightlifting for a year.
0: No, we haven't had it that long. We definitely have not had our weights that long. We've had the hand weights.
3: Yeah. But not the bar. Okay.
1: Really? It hasn't been a year yet? Nope. When did we get it?
0: I don't remember. But I got my Fitbit in November of last year, and it was definitely after that.
3: Yeah, it was like earlier this year.
1: Anyways.
0: I just think it's. I I've never imagined myself as someone who would be into weightlifting. Not that I'm like into it. I never
1: imagined you to be someone into weightlifting either. But I'm glad (laughs) that you are. You always better than the alternative. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you always used to make jokes about how you're going to be bald and fat Mm -hmm. when you're older, and it would make me mad. No. (laughs) And it would make me mad because I'm like, I know you're joking, but. I want you to be healthy for our family. <laughs> like I don't want you anyways. But yeah, you're into weightlifting.
3: Yeah.
0: Sort of. Kind of. I do it. I'm not like hugely into it. I'm into it while I'm doing it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it's not something I think about <laughs> when I'm not, when it's not like a weightlifting day. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, you know, when it is time to do that, I'm like, no, it like it has to be done. Like I have to, otherwise I'm gonna put it off and I'm gonna feel like garbage yeah. because I didn't do it. And so like while I'm in the thick of it, it's like, yes, lift the weight, <laughs> do the thing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean outside of that, I I don't really care. And it's not like I've looked into different routines or I mean I've pretty much just followed strong lifts the entire time. Um because it's nice and simple and I don't have to think um yeah.
1: yeah, that's where our routines differ. Because, like, Yes. I mean, I don't know how long yours is. Um,
0: 30, 45 minutes.
1: Okay. Like yeah, mine is like an hour. Yeah. Or longer, depending on what I'm multitasking with at the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, But like the routine that I have, it changes every eight weeks. Mm-hmm which is nice because I tend to get bored and unmotivated doing just the same thing over and over and over again. So like about the time that I was getting tired of one routine, it changed. So nice. That's nice.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they, they take different philosophies too. Like the way that strong loves work. I'm sure.
1: Well, and this is the one that I'm doing is specifically tailored for women. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Because men and women are different.
1: It's true. Um, Our bodies are different.
0: <laughs> um, when, yeah, that's one of the main ways. When you so, lift
1: weights, different things happen with your body than when I lift weights.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, but the way that strong lifts work is you're basically adding weight every time you do the routine. Yeah. Um, and so it's very much centered on like wearing yourself out and pushing yourself to the limit for just a few reps and then stopping and waiting a minute or two or three, depending on how difficult it was, and then doing that again. So it, it's very much based around like, yeah, hitting your limits. So um, that said, I mean, I've, I've rolled back the weight multiple times, like when I've hurt myself or, mm-hmm. you know, gotten stuff like that, or when I haven't done it for a week, then I take a certain percentage off and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the that's just different. I mean, that's not like your typical. Um, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the time, as if you're getting into um, fitness, like the big thing is like cardio and hit workouts and stuff like that, um, where that's like the opposite of.
1: It depends on what your goal is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I use the elliptical on days that I don't lift. Right. Because like I'm trying to do both, which I know doesn't it definitely muddies your goals, but my goal is to be healthy. Not necessarily, like I would like to lose weight, but I'm also undisciplined in what I eat. So that's a big part of it. Um, but I know lifting weights is not going to necessarily make you lose a lot of weight. Like that's the cardio's for. Um, so
3: what's
1: I mean, the, I- what's the saying? Like something like biceps are made at the gym. Abs are made in the kitchen. Like,
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Like, basically, if you want to lose like stubborn belly fat or just Mm -hmm. fat in general, like diet is the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I did see this thing, and you know, I don't, you never know how, how real these things are, but it looked like the same dude in a before and after picture. He was, he was kind of a big guy. And uh, so I'm, I'm a part of a couple of fitness um, groups on Facebook. And it's funny because actually this picture was taken down because the dude had his shirt off and that's against the rules in this group. Um, but when it was, when it was posted, uh, it was before and after, a pretty big dude. And he said that basically he cut out sugar and bread and uh, did the intermittent fasting from 10 p.m. to 4 p.m. So he would only eat in the evening, um, cut out sugar and bread and uh weight lifted
1: was that every day that he did intermittent fasting
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and and you know the in the in the little description thingy, he said like the, the fat just melted off and like totally yes that like that that is a way in which if you are lifting weights you can lose fat if in you're a, just very not, quickly yes yeah. yeah if you're that disciplined to cut out yeah. The carbs basically i mean you can get carbs not other sure ways i but like, ag-
1: agree with that the way that he did that but <laughs> i mean it
0: well so my philosophy is like i said i'm just undisciplined intermittent in what I eat fasting is generally. meant to
1: be intermittent right not like not right. every day that's <laughs> so i don't know like
0: eh. no i mean you, you it can it can become a lifestyle um I just don't do that because,
1: like, the idea of it is supposed to be done like maybe a couple times a week, like not every single day.
0: But your body can get used to it, and that's fine. It's not unhealthy to do that. I I know of someone who like teaches Paul Maxwell, who Mm -hmm. did self wire. He does that, and that's how he got. Is he a nutritionist? He's not a nutritionist, but he is a uh, personal trainer. Like, he has a whole company uh, training people. And that's one of the things he, he, like, I would say, I don't know if he recommends it, but he says, like, this will get you to where you want to be. Like, if you're looking to just get shredded, do that. Like, eat chicken, eat broccoli, do one meal a day.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between meeting a goal and doing it in a healthy way.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I, I'd say it's not unhealthy. Your body, your body get can get used to only eating during certain hours. You just load up on calories. It's like, it's it's not it's like it's
1: really hard to do that with just with whole foods though. Okay, like you have to eat a ton of food to mm-hmm. meet the amount of um like of whole foods in order to meet the amount of calories that you need in just that short amount of time. Yeah, unless you're just eating like crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess I guess you're right. It is it is for like hitting a certain goal. Um, but I I don't think it's unhealthy to do that for a certain specific We've gone off
1: on a huge tangent and we're probably boring everyone horribly because no one cares.
0: (laughs) That's true. I mean, why would you want to learn about fitness from me? I'm not (laughs) the most fit dude in the world, anywhere near it. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so you've had a good day. <laughs> I guess that's what we were talking about. As, and I, I'm talking about all of this as I'm literally holding a beer in my hand right now. So like I said, I'm just not very disciplined when it comes to eating. So yeah, so I will stay. I will have love handles forever because of that.
3: So, Hey, I mean, if you want love handles, you'll hold on to your love handles. Hmm? Anyways, how's your
1: day?
0: Um, it's been frustrating. (laughs) It's been okay. It's been okay. It's
1: not as productive as you wanted it to be.
0: Yeah, and and stuff just got. Yeah, everything took longer than than I thought because of some things that I didn't know were included. Pop up, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's been kind of frustrating. Nothing seemed to want to work the way that I wanted it to today, but
1: but at least tomorrow okay. we we get to hang out at the winery.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll and be nice. Sip on
1: some wines.
0: It just means that I won't get any schoolwork done. <laughs> eat, so
1: eat some some biscuits and some crumpets and what? Drink some wine. I don't know. What are you I don't talking even sound about? British right now.
0: It was like horrible Valley Girl. <laughs> no,
1: mixed with a little bit of Brit. No, not okay.
0: That was interesting. Yeah, sorry. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> You've been watching some British shows lately, haven't you?
1: Some. I've been watching Father Brown and the
0: British baking show.
1: Oh yeah, which a new episode does come out tomorrow. So there you go. They've. Now it's the the newest season that they've got on Netflix. Mm -hmm. A new episode releases every Friday (laughs) instead of the whole (laughs) season at once that you can just binge. Nice. It's turning into like an actual network. Yeah. Where they make you wait. That makes sense. And it's the worst.
0: (laughs) I mean, it it makes sense that they're trying to like change things up since they're getting a bunch of their stuff taken down because of Disney they're starting up their own streaming service so you know just switch it up see if see if people could do that not release stuff as as often
1: which we're totally going to have to get disney streaming service do you Are realize
0: we, that yes you realize why? that right
1: because because why so that we can watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates. We can and do so that, that, that for we... <laughs> free right now. Like we don't well, have
0: to. Well, we can watch two episodes over and over and over right. again for free right now. But
1: I don't know how long that one app is going to last after they actually get their own streaming service. Why going. would it
0: not last? That's dumb. Disney don't because be like they're that. They're all about come on the books. That's true. They are. We talked about Disney last week and the copyright law. I might have totally screwed that up. I'm surprised no one called me out on that. So
1: people don't listen to us.
0: No, that's probably true. That's okay. I still enjoy talking, even if no one's listening.
1: Um, if
0: a podcast is released in the woods and no one hears it, does it make a sound?
3: I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't I, know what just happened. Oh, haven't
0: you heard that? It's the, it's the, the rhetorical question. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it, does it make a sound? Yeah. It's like a philosophical question. Does it? How do you know? Can you prove it? You weren't there. No one was there. No one was there to prove it. Because but yeah, always- <laughs>
1: logic says that if a tree falls, it makes a sound even if no one's there to hear it.
0: But if it's not heard, then was the sound ever really made? You don't know. You can't prove it. No one can prove it. No, actually I've always thought it's pretty dumb too. It's, it's like, well, really yeah, dumb. of course, of course. But wait, have you seriously never heard that before?
1: No. Really? And that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well And I've heard a lot of stupid things in my life because of social media.
0: That's true. There's lots of dumb things on social media. But Yeah, anyways. Anyways. That wasn't uh it wasn't very original of me to try and take something, you know, a cliched question like that and try and fit it into what we were talking about. And today's topic is not very original either, as I've come to find. Um, so we were talking about what we wanted to talk about. Uh, what was it yesterday, I guess? And I had been thinking about it, like, actually, ever since last week's episode. Um, I recognized that I talked a lot about the law of God and how it is good. Um, and I was thinking, like, maybe we should talk about that. Like, maybe I, we should kind of expound upon that a little bit more, because I have been reading through Calvin's Institutes this year. And I've, I read through, probably a couple months ago, read through the sections where he talked about the three uses of the law and i found those very helpful and calvin just did a great job of kind of explaining that um so i figured that would be something that we could talk about today and lo and behold um found out that one of our favorite podcasts doctrine and devotion i haven't listened to them in a while but i binged them today apparently they've been talking about this for the last like few weeks <laughs> So there are what,
1: multiple podcasts that have done episodes on the three uses of the law.
0: That's true. <laughs> so I'm definitely not special, um, th- but yeah, I, I just thought there it was funny. There are books that
1: have been, been written on it. So well, yeah, I mean, definitely
0: like Calvin's Institutes, which I was reading. Um, yeah, but I, I just um, was. I don't know. I felt feelings because I was like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I came up with this idea kind of out of the blue and i felt like it kind of latched on to our last episode and then come to find out it's like oh no the like people that we listen to all the time have been talking about it um that's kind of also going to happen in my other podcast when we record that next week uh similar situation where it's like we nail something down we plan for it and it's like oh happy rants talking about that <laughs> okay cool i <laughs> guess we're not very original but that doesn't matter because we always talk about things that are going on. In it's because
1: we're all part of the same circles, and so we all know about the same things and talk about the same things. That's why that happens.
0: I guess so. I guess so. But the thing, the thing that makes frustrating about this, it, today's episode in particular, is that I hadn't heard of it from other podcasts. And so like, it was only after we decided that that's what we're going to talk about that I saw, oh, these other podcasts have been talking about this a lot recently. So hmm. then well, it was just like, ah, now I feel like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, even though <laughs> it looks like that, even though that's not what I was doing. Um, maybe that's just the hipster in me that's like, you shouldn't do that. But regardless, that was a horrible intro to what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Nobody cares.
0: No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. So um, the three uses of the law. So why did I want to, First of all, I mean like I said, last week I just talked about the law of God and I talked about it very positively. And I I just think it's so easy to view the well to take a bunch of different views on the law of God. Um but often when people talk about the law of God, God's law, mm-hmm. it's kind of viewed in a negative light. Um, well,
1: and that's a very broad Brush. It is. Just yes. saying the law. Mm-hmm. Because there were also three different types of law in Scripture.
3: hmm So when you say the law, like, it's it's hard to know exactly what type
1: of law you're talking about.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and so again, when I talk about the law of God being good, like, I just mean it in the sense of like the Old Testament scripture that talks about that where God gave the law, you know, so kind of the Old Testament books as a whole where God revealed, I was going to say revealed his will, but that's kind of the whole Bible, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the commandments that God gives his people. Um, not that we are to follow all of them, because like you said, there are different types which have been uh, fulfilled. In Christ, through Christ.
1: Right, there's this the ceremonial, um, civil, and mm-hmm. moral.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And the ceremonial and civil have been fulfilled in Christ.
0: hmm Yeah. But I think there may still be some uses that we can find from them. So uh, th- when we take a look at the three uses of the law, so... Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So the first use of the law is basically what I think, I don't know, what I feel like a lot of Christians think of when you say the law of God. And that is to convict people of their sin. Mm -hmm. To like say, you know, basically say what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what condemns you. Like. You know when Paul said that he wouldn't have known you know he was a sinner if it weren't for the law, the law brings the curse because it brings the punishment mm-hmm. of sin because you recognize that you're a sinner <laughs> um so this is not this is not purely a bad thing, it's a good thing because it leads us to Christ, like it shows us our sin and it shows us that we cannot um measure up to god's standard mm-hmm. right so it's not altogether a bad thing um at all, but we do talk about the curse of the law, um, the penalty for sin, and uh, which is paid through Christ, so we no longer have to um, we no longer have to follow
2: We no the longer law for have.
0: Salvation. Those, right.
3: We no longer have the
1: consequence.:
0: Right. yeah. So if', um, we're,
1: yeah, if you're a believer,
0: mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Because Jesus paid for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Jesus paid it all.
0: Mm-hmm. And all to him I owe. <laughs> um, so that's the first use of the law. The second use of the law is um, to restrain evil. So basically, that and this is similar to just like the civil law in general, um, it is to show us how... Um, like basically to bring punishment for those who transgress the law right um, in it tells a civil us sense. that
1: murder is wrong right stealing is wrong
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's you know our our um american governmental system is based on the 10 commandments mm-hmm. um, or at least it originally was yeah. <laughs> now we have socialists who um whose well, whole platform a lot of is on stealing. So. Stupid
1: little laws, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, anyways, so th- there are civil. Th- th- the second use of the law is used just in in like civil governmental ways to sh- to uh, give us a template to punish evildoers for the evil that they do, mm-hmm. um, particularly among other people. Uh. So, yeah, that's the second use. And then the third use of the law is um, to show us what God loves, right? To show us who God is and what his character is like, and to show us the way that we ought to live because we love him. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So...
1: How do you glorify God? You love him and obey his commands.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's, we are no longer under the curse of the law. We're no longer um, going to receive that punishment of death for transgressing the law if we are in Christ. But we still ought to follow the law. We still ought to um, live the way that God has prescribed. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to talk about like, or why I mentioned multiple times last week that the law of God is good. Right. And again, there are certain laws that no longer apply to us. You know, they were just specifically for um, old Testament Israel because they were a theocracy. Um, And that's a, another conversation, I guess, as to what does and doesn't apply. Um, You know, we would take, we also don't believe that the civil law carries over with its same civil punishments mm-hmm. today. Right. Um, but at the same time, I do think those civil laws point to the, you can still, um, use the third use of the law and that they still point to what got uh, parts of God's character. Right. Right. So, um, shows
1: us what he hates.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, though we wouldn't, you know, um, I don't know, stone a a child for using a bad word against his parents uh, anymore, we can still, with full confidence, say that like disrespecting your parents is transgressing God's law. Mm -hmm. That it is, um, like that's that is a sin against God as well. And we ought not to do that. So um, it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is it's very helpful because I feel like, I feel like, wow, that I don't like using that phrase. And I just did. Um, It seems to me that a lot of the time we can get these confused. Um, We can talk about the law in such a way that it is pitted against the gospel. And um,
1: like having sort of like having the view of there being two different gods, like a mean old Testament God and like a nice new Testament Jesus God.
0: Yeah, I can certainly come to that, but I think it also, um, we can get caught up in it because there are passages that talk about how we're freed from the law. Right. And you can dive headlong into, uh, you know, well, oh, I don't have to I don't have to do those things in scripture anymore. You know, like God forgives me of the those sins I'm no longer bound to.
1: Yeah. We're freed know. from the weight from it, the bondage of it.
0: Exactly. Which actually frees us to as new creations in Christ, it frees us to fulfill the law. Obviously not perfectly. We're yeah. not we're still being sanctified. We've still got a ways to go. Um, but it does allow us to fulfill the law joyfully.
1: Because we love Christ.
0: Exactly, exactly. Out of a love for, for God, mm-hmm. not out of an obligation, not out of a duty. We are duty-bound as Christians to follow the law, yes, mm-hmm. um, but that shouldn't be our driving force. It shouldn't be why we are, you know, the only reason why we follow God's law. right? Um, And and thinking about it in terms, thinking about the the law in these three different uses, it just, it really helps to clarify, um, like I said, certain verses that talk about being freed from the law, but also it helps to clarify what, um, like, (laughs) I was going to say the use of the law today. Well, now I just feel like I'm running in circles. Mm -hmm. But like how we even deal with the old testament right um because we see you know i talked about this a little bit last week um i do believe that that the old testament patriarchs like they were promised christ and they were saved by their faith Mm -hmm. in the salvation that god was going to bring
1: yeah
0: um so it, it's the same thing that saves them, the same person, <laughs> not thing, They but definitely Jesus. weren't
1: saved by the law because they couldn't fulfill it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it doesn't, even though it's, it's, the law doesn't change. It's not like the law has become a bad thing now that we live under grace. Right? I mean, I feel like it's the whole, it, it's similar to the whole idea of like, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's like, well why even pit those things against each other you know what i mean and i understand in the context of talking about the curse of the law and the gospel yes those are you know because the gospel fulfills the law now the curse of the law is you know what we can say is not the opposite of the gospel but we but we no longer have to worry about it um because jesus took bore that curse for us right um so i i yeah, it just I think the three uses and really kind of looking at Old Testament law in and thinking through like okay, well how does this apply? It really helps to see that there are these different aspects to the law that they actually point to who God is. Um so they are certainly applicable today. And how are we supposed to fulfill them? Well, we we fulfill them joyfully because they show us the God. Through the power of the
1: Holy Spirit. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they, they show us how to become more like God, who is altogether good.
1: So I'm curious, this might be going off on a little bit of a tangent, um, but the Sermon on the
3: Mount, mm-hmm. would you say that that is law or gospel? Or both? Sermon on the Mount. So what? Well,
1: because oh. like Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, he's focusing on the moral law, right? Mm-hmm. For the most
3: part. Um, and kind of like explaining the moral law
1: mm-hmm. in a deeper sense of how it's not just an, not just an outworking thing, but something inward, mm-hmm. um, and
3: is essentially pointing to
1: himself mm-hmm. the whole time, and how we can't fulfill it, right? And we have to rely on him. Um, so I, I don't know. I've just I've kind of. Heard people go back and forth on whether like he's preaching law or gospel or both and i'm Mm -hmm. just curious what your thoughts are on that
0: so because i see it as there are these different uses of the law i would say both i would say in in the one sense yes um it does that first use of the law is in full effect he is bringing the weight of the law upon his hearers when he talks about that um I mean, throughout his ministry, when he talked about things like, you know, you've heard it said that, um, you know, don't commit adultery, but if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Like the weight of that, of the curse of the law is upon you, even if you haven't fully committed that sin, like mm. your heart is still wrong. Uh, and at the same time, I think it shows a... You take the second use of the law. Maybe I'm stretching a little bit here, but in a civil sense, in the way that you live amongst other people, like you ought not to sin against your your brother by committing adultery with his wife, but you also ought not sin against him by looking lustfully upon his wife. Mm -hmm. Like that, both of those come from the same place, and you ought not to do that in in a sense, in the sense of community. In a civil sense. At the same time, I do also think that the third use of the law applies as well that God doesn't just want your outward actions, He wants your heart behind it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so He does reveal what is wrong um, with that lustful attitude. But He also points to the fact that, like, this is the way that you ought to live and you ought to, to, find joy in living this way because of what the Holy Spirit has done in you like you shouldn't lust against women or against women like you shouldn't after. lust after women right yeah you shouldn't do it as a Christian don't <laughs> right you're not freed from uh, and that even feels weird to say like you're not freed from that that law so now go for it no it's not, that's not what he's saying. It By still no points. means. Exactly, exactly. It still points to who God is and who his people ought to be. So that's the type of clarification that I think um, understanding these laws um, helps with. And I think it also, again, I might be stretching a little bit here. You might, you know, feel free to push back if you want to. <laughs> But I think this helps um, when we look at different stories throughout the Bible um, and pulling out different morals, uh, moralistic tales. So something uh, like a story in particular um, that I'm sure you know people in the Reformed camps have heard preached different ways is the story of David and Goliath. On the one hand, um, I agree that... It, the point is not uh, the, the point is that, like, God's power overcomes evil. Like, the reason that David was able to triumph over Goliath was purely because of his faith in God. God, um, I literally like just read this story this morning in my class um, because it was talking about the geography of where Gath was. And anyways, um, like, yeah, you read through that. The whole point is not that David was strong enough to take on Goliath. The point was... That, um, that God was with him mm-hmm. and was able to, to destroy his enemy. So yes, in, in that sense, like it is, you know, the, the famous, it's not about you, you're not David, um, is true. On the other hand, we ought to want to be like David. We ought to want to show that faith like David was. Like David in that story is a role model for us as Christians. To put our faith in God, to fight our battles, to now obviously the context is different. We don't have like direct re- revelation the way that um, Old Testament prophets did, like mm-hmm. when Samuel anointed David for, for the right. you know to become king. Um, our revelation is through scripture. Um, and there's also general revelation as well, but that doesn't, that's general. That's not specific Yeah. Um, in the ways that the old Testament revelation was. So um, it's a little different in the way that you apply that, but um, in the things that we know from scripture that God tells us to do, we are to walk in the strength of God rather than our own strength, just as David walked in the strength of God and not our right. own strength. So, um, so I think both of those uses apply as well that yeah we want to be like the heroes of scripture in their in the positive aspects of their life no mm-hmm. the heroes of scripture certainly have a lot of negative aspects that we that teach us that we ought not to do those things as right. well right and don't look at naked chicks from your when you're bathing on the the rooftops okay like don't do that you're going to mess up he wasn't bathing but- yeah, right.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, certainly. It is we-
1: that is still relevant today.
0: <laughs> yes, that- definitely. Um, so, right, and that teaches us moralistically, it teaches us the morals as well through their failings. Um, so I think it's a both and. Um, I think you can overstress Either one, when you, when you say, oh, no, the way that you take that is, is wrong. Um, no, I, th- I think God is doing more than one thing at a time when he teaches us this, these types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the same thing with him giving the law. Like There are these three uses um, that really come in handy when you, try and, when you try and think about what God was doing and how we are to apply this. And that, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but, like application is is a whole other realm because then it depends on your um your context in right. how you apply certain laws. So all right. well, um, that was some of our thoughts on the three uses of the law and the applicability of law and gospel and moralism. And all that fun stuff. If you have any thoughts oh, for us,
1: yes.
0: there's plenty of ways you can get in contact. You can email us at so talk to at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash so talk to me. Our Instagram handle is so talk podcast. And on Twitter, we are so underscore talk to me.
3: All right. Do you have
0: any parting thoughts, any recommendations before we um, peace out?
1: Mm, I don't know. Do you want to recommend those Doc and Devo episodes you're talking about?
0: I mean, yeah, just listen to Doctrine and Devotion. <laughs> uh, we've said it multiple times throughout the years we've been doing this podcast. The years. Um, But yeah, they're great. Um, They've been going through the 1689 Confession. And if, if I would have prepared a little bit more for today, not that I didn't, you know, like I said, I been Thinking about this for a little while, but if I actually spent time like gathering, you know, more scripture and finding where in the institutes that it talked about, that, like I could have brought more to the table and I didn't because I'm lazy. Um, but Doc and Diva or that's where I was going with that is that you know, it's in the confession as well. Um, 1689 talks about God's law, it talks about the three uses of the law. And Doc and Devo have been going through the 1689, and so the last few episodes have been particularly helpful in that as well. So I'll throw some links to that. Um, I'll start off just with the first episode on God's Law, and then you can follow that series from them. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I do uh, recommend—I may have— I don't remember if I've mentioned this before, but um there is a 1689 London Baptist Confession app that you can get on your phone.
0: Nice. Nice. So
1: And there's also a I have one that's called Creeds and Confessions which literally has like all of them. So
2: Nice.
3: It's just nice little resource at your fingertips there's my reco. awesome
0: so we did watch something earlier today not earlier today earlier this week
1: oh yeah that was super interesting
0: yeah yeah it's um it's one of those things that's gonna stretch your brain a little bit or at least it did for me made me feel really dumb um but it was really cool um, so we've talked about him before, but Dr. Jason Lyle um, works for a uh, he works for Answers in Genesis. I know he works with Answers in Genesis, but he has um, uh, what's it called? I, he has a the, not company but a foundation or whatever, uh, an institute. That I believe it's like the the Biblical Creation Institute. I don't, yeah, the Biblical Science Institute. That's what it's called, um, and. My dad had bought a DVD from them um, that is called The Secret Code of Creation. So um, the, it's like an hour-long presentation that he does. And, I mean, I, I, I've i read some of his books. I really like Jason. Le- I've heard him on The Dividing Line. He's been on a couple different podcasts I've listened mm-hmm. to. Um, really smart dude, really, you know, just nice guy. Um, so I I like him, but this is, I mean... I will say that the packaging to this DVD isn't the most um uh doesn't seem like it took all that much time to make <laughs> and it just says the secret code of creation and so like uh what what are we getting into here yeah. like uh, like I know it's obviously not um because he is um an astrophysicist?
1: Astrophysicist, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you're treading on some, like, is this like conspiracy theory, flat earth type stuff? Like, again, like, obviously not flat earth, but
1: mysticism. Like, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: When, when secret anyone. Secret code. <laughs> yes, talks about like codes, and it's the Biblical Science Institute. Is he talking about like codes in the Bible? And we're so, we like, getting into like weird. some narcissism here? What's yeah.
1: going on? No, it's exactly. basically just like. Proving God's existence through the laws of math,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: and it's pretty it's really darn cool actually um but yeah I was like my mind was being blown and I wasn't really I wasn't understanding what was happening <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he basically takes and and um I'll throw a link in the description here um again, the secret code of creation my by mind Dr. Jason math. Lyle. Um, Well, he—I mean—he starts. He talks about like something called imaginary numbers. I've never heard of imaginary numbers, and he didn't even really explain them. And so I'm just like, wait, what is that? I don't even. I didn't. So, anyways, um, he already—you yeah. know—the first within the first ten minutes, it's just like, okay, I'm trying to track with you. Yeah, but dude, for a little
1: while, I was like, what is happening? What, yeah. are we, what is? What have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah. What's happening?
0: Yeah. But so if if that scares you hold on, like it gets, it gets better. Uh, Not, not that it starts off rough, just that it's like, um, I don't know when I'm around smart people, I hit a point where it's like, okay, I'm no longer tracking (laughs) and like you were just building your foundation. So I'm going to see where you're going to go with this type of thing. Um, So yeah, he basically like, yeah, talks about um, the, these laws of math and makes an, a, a graph out of like a spectral image of these certain laws of math and shows that the patterns within them. And it, it's, it's amazing. Like it's really cool.
1: It's mind blowing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, the secret code of creation by Dr. Jason. Lott. If you have an hour or so, it looks like it's on YouTube. Um, so check it out. Cause it's good stuff. All right. Okay. I guess... Uh,
1: well, this was a short episode. I
0: guess we're done. Yeah, I guess I didn't have that much to talk about after all. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, know.
1: After we spent 10 minutes about talking about our workouts. hmm Sorry. <laughs> Nobody okay.
0: cares. I mean, that, that's what... <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> we're just here to talk. I never promised that episodes are going to be good, just that they're going to be.
1: Maybe we should put, like, a little thing in the beginning being like, hey, if you want to skip ahead, <laughs> you won't hurt our feelings.
0: I mean, why would why would it hurt our feelings? Other, I don't know how people listen to this. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't care. If you don't like us talking about our workout sessions, then whatever. Just skip over over it.
0: <laughs> now that you're at the end of the episode, <laughs> uh, yeah, just hit us up. Just be like, hey guys, shut up about that. Talk about the good stuff. I don't know. Was there anything good in this episode? Hopefully the records were good. You should check them out because we think they're good. I don't know. Let us know. We
1: just sit here and talk into microphones.
0: Yeah, don't blame us. We just make (laughs) the (laughs) content. We just make it. Don't blame us how it turns out. (laughs) Non sequitur.
1: We just open our mouth and words come out. Words all over the place. No responsibility whatsoever.
0: All right. You guys uh, have a good night. It might not be night. Have a good day. Yeah, I don't know when you're listening to this, but have
1: a good one. Bye.